Welcome, everyone, to the 21st episode of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Rob Massey. Thank you so much for joining me here today. So we are going to talk about a topic many people have been asking me about, especially while we are out exploring. They want to know how you take better photos of people while you are outdoors. We've all seen the photos people are talking about. Beautiful shots of someone set in amazing locations like standing on cliff edges or out on a dock looking out at the waves or just in a spectacular location standing there all by themselves looking over the scenery. There are so many of them out on Instagram and all over the place and honestly they're some of my favorite images to take of people. But how do we actually create those photos? Well today I'm going to give you some of my secrets behind creating great images of people outdoors. And that's regardless of the camera you have with you. It could be an SLR, mirrorless, or your phone. These tips will just help you create better portraits of people in amazing locations, regardless of the gear you have. But before we get into that, a quick word about the business behind this podcast. So the Travel and Adventure Photography School is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography. That's the photography business of me, your host. We are a boutique content creation firm that specializes in crafting images that speak to the heart. We do this primarily through our Portraits in the Wild series. This is our portrait series where we take individuals, couples, families, or any other configuration of people out into the world to take their portraits in places that they love doing what they love. This means we go on a lot of adventures with our clients, leading to some amazing trips and awesome friendships. And you can find out a lot more about Portraits in the Wild and inquire about booking a session with us at robertmasseyphotography.ca. All right, with that said, let's get going. Let's give away some secrets. Here we go with number one. Look for natural compositions. Most of the time when we are out exploring, you will come across areas that have a natural composition to them. Somewhere where nature has created leading lines that are perfect to put a person in the middle of. Think the edge of a ridge leading to an outcropping where a person can stand or dangle their feet out over the edge. Or where a valley or two mountains come together in a V-shape and there's that little bit of sky in between them. That is a perfect place to put someone. This involves being really attuned to your surroundings and keeping an eye out for the way nature has created natural places for us to pose people. And one of the biggest things to remember with this is that typically that person is going to end up being a fair ways away from you to take these photos. So you might actually be, you know, a good five minute walk away from where they're sitting or standing, maybe even further to take some of these great photos. But don't be afraid to have somebody just sit there and enjoy the view while you go for a walk 10 minutes back down the trail or 10 minutes along the ridgeline to be able to get that photo of them sitting there by themselves. It is so well worth that extra little bit of walking that you're going to have to do. And you can use these compositions for yourself as well. If you bring a tripod along with you, you can also just set up your tripod back where you see the view, decide on where you're going to go into, and then use a Bluetooth trigger that can be triggered from a fair ways away, and then walk over and stand in that spot yourself. It's kind of like an advanced version of a selfie. All right, here we go with number two, simple backgrounds. Now this goes along really well with number one, but keep an eye on those backgrounds. Too often I see people posed on a mountaintop with a really messy background behind them when all their photographer had to do was get them to take one or two small steps over and they would have had a nice clean backdrop. 
What I mean by a messy backdrop is a bunch of trees behind someone or a really like contrasty mountain, things like that will really distract from the subject that's in there. So if you can put them against a nice white backdrop or if you can put them right up against the sky or anything like that, where you don't have something really close behind them is going to really help them pop out on the photo. Of course, you still want that valley, that mountain, that beach ocean. You still want that scene around them. That's kind of the purpose for taking the photo. But if you have the opportunity to put a simple background behind your subject, it really will make them pop out in that frame. Simpler backgrounds allow your viewer to separate the subject from the rest of the scene much quicker. And by simple, I mean just the sky or open valley or something. Just look for places where your viewer will be able to see your subject really quickly. All right, on to tip number three. This kind of goes along with tip number one again as well, but learn your compositional techniques. Go beyond just sticking your subject anywhere in the frame and learn how to compose an image. Composition can be tricky subject to learn, as there are many, many different ways to compose a scene, like rules of thirds and triangles and so, so much more. But too often I find people are just sticking their subject in the middle of the frame And while that can work, what makes for a more interesting photograph is intentional composition. Because really, in the end, it is composition that really makes people love a photograph. The colors and everything can be amazing, and you might love it for a second. But what really makes people fall in love with a photograph are the emotions on a person's face, the way like the photo makes them feel, and also composition, the way they are guided through and the way they are led through that image. Great. Going on to tip number four. Colors. The colors you choose in an outdoor photo make a huge difference. And I don't mean the color of the sky or the mountains or anything else in nature, but the color that you can control. The color of your subject's clothing in particular. Dark colors, like greens and blues, tend to blend in a lot more than brighter colors do. Especially against most backdrops in Mother Nature, where there tends to be a lot of greens and a lot of blues Things that are bright will tend to pop out against those backgrounds a lot more. So if at all possible, get your subject to wear a brightly colored jacket to pop out against the nature around them or a brightly colored shirt to make them pop out against nature. But there's an extra twist to this. There are so many bright colors to choose from. Which one do we pick? The short answer is if you have a choice, yellow. Yellow jackets tend to show up really well against almost any backdrop in nature and they work particularly well when there are a lot of blues in the scene like we tend to see in mountain photos or on really cloudy days and they look really good alongside the greens of trees and many of the other colors that we're going to find out in nature so yellow is a part of a pleasant color scheme called a triad with the teal blue we see in nature and reds yellow is also not a as commonly seen color in nature unless it's fall, so our eyes are more easily drawn to it. And when it works inside that triad, we're really drawn into it. Because it's not necessarily a complementary color, it doesn't blend in really nicely like the other ones. It tends to pop off a little bit. So look for colors that stand out. Reds, pinks, oranges, yellows, they all work fantastically. Just try to pick clothing that will really separate your subject from the environment around them. Going from coloring, we're going to go into tip number five. Watch out for distractions. When you are getting the person to pose, make sure that there is nothing distracting in your frame. This includes things like backpacks and water bottles. Move all of those items totally out of your frame. 
and put them behind your where you're taking the photos. And while you're at it, have your subject take their backpack off as well and leave it behind you. Backpacks don't make for flattering images. Typically, you can do them, but typically they don't. So it's better to have your subject take it off. Included in distractions would be things like sweat stains on their clothing as well. If at all possible, have them put on a jacket or another shirt that isn't super sweaty. This just makes for a much cleaner and much better image. I'm, I know most of us love getting our sweat on to get somewhere, but images of people in sweaty clothing just don't tend to look as good in the end. And you can remove those sweat stains in post, but that's a lot of extra work and a lot more work than just having someone put on a jacket they likely had with them anyway, or just carrying an extra shirt up with them and putting it on. This is part of the reason on Instagram why we see so many people up at the top of mountains that we know they're a difficult hike and things like that and they have no sweat stains on their clothing. They've changed shirts before they've taken those photos. And while you're watching for distractions, just make sure that there's nothing sticking out of your subject's head or anything like that that just kind of makes them look a little bit deformed or anything. You really just want to have as much of a clean line as possible in your photo. All right, tip number six. Use natural reflectors. Sometimes Mother Nature just doesn't provide us with the best lighting for our subject. And we sometimes need a little extra light on their face or to highlight something. And when you need this, and Mother Nature isn't providing it for you in terms of the sun, she's probably providing it for you in another way. Because there are a ton of natural reflectors in our world. And you can place your subject in front of a natural reflector. So natural reflectors are, can really be anything that is bright and bounces light. Think a snowfield when the sun is out and how that just illuminates everything back up. Snowfields are natural reflectors. So what you're really looking for are brightly colored flat surfaces that are fairly large and that the sun is reflecting off of. The sides of a mountain typically make for great natural reflectors. You can put the mountain side to your back and your subject in front of you and that way the mountainside will act as a reflector and fill in their face. Sand also makes for an amazing reflector. Sunlight catches sand and bounces it up so having your subject crouching, kneeling, or laying in the sand can help add some beautiful lighting back on their faces. The trick here is to look for places the sunlight is catching and will properly illuminate your subject. Just be aware of the color of the light that is bouncing off the surface. Sand will typically cause a kind of yellowy golden light. Mountains tend to have this like gray blue light that comes off of them. And that can really alter the feel of your photo. And it can really make it a lot more difficult to edit in post if you have multiple different color lights going on. Here we go with tip number seven. Shoot during the golden hour. This can be a tough one because golden hour can be at a very inconvenient time in lots of parts of the world. Right now in the Canadian Rockies, golden hour starts at about 8.30 p.m. Taking photos on a mountaintop at golden hour often means hiking back down in the dark and not getting home until the late hours of the evening or the early hours of the morning. But golden hour does often offer the best light a photographer can ever ask for. If you are intentionally heading out to take photographs, aim for the golden hour and sunrise or sunset. This will lead to your best chances for great images. But really don't get hung up on the golden hour. If you're out in the middle of the day, you can still create great work. Tip number eight, try many different angles. Don't just settle for one shot and saying you're done. Move around your area as much as you safely can. Look for different foreground elements that can make the shot more interesting and frame your subject, or look for other ways to show off your subject. Often the first place you stop 
won't be the best. You're going to have to keep looking and really dig into the area you're in. Tip number nine, watch your settings. Shooting on auto on any device will typically cause some problems. So learn how to take your camera out of full auto and shoot in one of the other modes. When you are taking photos on auto, the tendency is for your camera to overexpose the bright spots in the photos to try and expose for the shadows or to do the total opposite and underexpose everything but the brightest part of the image. To avoid this, learn how to control your camera, or at least learn how to use exposure compensation mode properly. And our final tip is one that you probably knew I was going to mention in here. It's tip number 10, shooting raw. We've talked enough about this, but you need to shoot your photos in raw. It will give you the best options for editing and creating better images in the end. It's how you will pull the most detail out. It's how you will pull the most interesting photographs out. Just don't shoot in JPEG if you have the option. Shoot in RAW. And yes, you can shoot in RAW on your phone. There are many apps that let you do that. And that's it. That's our 10 secrets to creating those amazing outdoor photos you see all the time. Let us know what you think of these tips. If they help you to create some better photographs, or if you need more in-depth explanations on any of these tips. I'm always happy to keep digging in deeper to these topics. So thank you so much for joining me here today. If you want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School, on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School, and online at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Now, let's get out there and create some amazing art and enjoy the great outdoors. Bye for now.